Welcome to Beast the Odds! Beast the Odds! It is February 7th, 2020. The NBA trade deadline has just passed. I'm joined by Joel, the chosen one, Israel. Joel, first reaction. Lots of trades. How are you feeling about the new NBA? I'm just, I'm so happy the Lakers did not trade Kyle Kuzma for Marcus Morris. Yeah. That would have been a disaster right there. That's it. That would have been the worst move ever. I, you know, did you see the trade too that was set that they kind of like had in theory? Like Marcus Morris for Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma. Like, in what reality do we live in where Marcus Morris is better than Kyle Kuzma? And then what reality do we live in when he is better than Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma put together? Like, what was this fake trade? I mean, Morris has been lighting it up with the Knicks scoring about 18 a game, but they need him to shoot. Means nothing. Well, let me tell you this. I feel the Lakers really blew at this trade deadline. They had an offer on the table. Derrick Rose for Alex Caruso and a second round pick, and the Lakers rejected it. Derrick Rose is not a good fit for the Lakers. I repeat that again. Derrick Rose is a terrible fit for the Lakers. Tell us why. Because Derrick Rose can't shoot. He's More sh- importantly, like he cannot shoot. And we don't need someone to hold on to the ball because we have the best point guard in the league. Hey, he's got a good mid-range game off the bench. It could bring some life. No, nah, it's it's not it's not gonna work on this team. He 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 doesn't bring he's not a bench player. Derrick Rose is is actually doing very well in as a piston because he it's a, a good situation for him to be to perform well, I think, honestly, staying put was a good move for them. Yeah, I mean, he's been off and on the bench this year, right. but regardless, uh-huh. Lakers can still make it work. Right. Let's get into the NBA trades. Let's kick it off. Right. Well, can, can I can I also say something first? Sorry. You know, you said before who, who, who lost the most in this trade deadline. Yeah. The Rockets. Interesting. The Rockets, because they traded Capella. We'll get there. Okay. okay. We'll get there. And that's a debate right there because well, they just beat the Lakers. But we'll get there. Let's start with the first, the latest trade of the uh, the NBA trade deadline. The Clippers landed Marcus Morris, who we talked about in the beginning. They also received Isaiah Thomas, who they waived. The Knicks got Mo Harkless. How can you be so Harkless? A 2020 first-round pick and a second-round pick via Detroit. And the Wizards got Jerome Robinson. So I'm going to start, Joel, by talking about the Clippers with you. Obviously, they were in contention to win the whole thing before. Does right. adding Marcus Morris make this team nearly unbeatable? No. I don't think Marcus Morris makes them any better than they were before. I, that, uh, I, can you explain how he fits in? Well, I, the way I see it working is he's on the second unit. He plays with Lou William and Montrez Harrell. It's another option who can shoot that three if Lou runs a pick and roll with Montrez and you can see Marcus Morris right. with the pick out three. I think when you talk about the Morris twins, the part that you... The good part about the Morris twins is that they learned how to shoot threes when they got into the NBA. They couldn't do that, and they become good three-point shooters. I'll give, him, I'll give both of them that. 
they can shoot the three now. They're pretty much identical yeah. players. Yo, but I used to think Markeith was better than Mark. Markeith is is better. He kind of has been the better one for right, the longer amount of time. Marcus is better. Right. I mean, in college, it was Markeith. Yeah. Marcus, but Marcus was drafted first. You know, like, and that was a, that was like a head scratcher for me because Markeith was the one scoring all the points. Yeah, Markeith was the man. Right. It, it was like drafting Robin Lopez before Brooke Lopez. That's yeah, how I felt. Good and, comparison. And, and it's, you know, Brooke's better than Robin. Did Robin go before Brooke? No, like, no, oh, okay. no. But 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 Marcus went before Markeith. Okay. But I mean, it turns out to be not a good comparison in a way because an argument can be made that Marcus is better. Well, Marcus is technically getting more opportunities. You can give him that. So with the Clippers now, they have a lot of guys who can score the bucket. So Clippers, they didn't really give up anything. They lost a draft pick, or they lost Mo Harkless, I should say. Right. I mean, why they released Isaiah Thomas is actually kind of interesting to me because, I mean, who's who plays backup point guard really? Well, they got Lou Bedford, Williams, really, kind of right. Lou, yeah, and then they got Shamit right. coming off the bench. Oh yeah, Sh- Shamit too. But I, Shamit's good player. He's good. Yeah, player. he can knock down. The, the Clippers are looking better by by the day. Yeah. How about the Knicks? So they gave up on Marcus Morris. They tried to move a lot of guys during this deadline. They really did only were able to move Morris. Uh, looking at this team, R.J. Barrett. Do you see him? Having a big finish the year is almost developing him into a superstar. I think Barrett's going to be a great player. Um, he's kind of like a Lamar Odom right now, just a little shorter. Okay. He really is a penetrator. That's what his game is. His game's like inside the free throw line. Um, but is he going to have a great year? I think the Knicks are such a mess right now. It's hard to invest in a rookie. He's he's 19 years old. Crazy. Like, he's 19 years old. And he's putting up some pretty nice games. But, yes, there is that inconsistency factor. Julius Randle really seems to be his team. Mitchell Robinson, his minutes have been off and on this year. Do you like Mitchell Robinson to finish strong? How do you see the Knicks playing him? I, I don't see them playing him a lot. They've got the, – with Randle, Gibson, Portis, Mitchell gets lost in the mix – um, it would be nice for them to develop younger players, but I mean, you can't count on them to do anything right. I think they're the worst franchise in the NBA. Right now. <laughs> Maybe like one of the, the worst. The Wizards. The Wizards are the most stubborn, but they're they're they are they are so bad. They just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. They're always restarting, like for the last twelve years. Well, here's what they got. They got Beal, and they're hoping that Wall, is he going to come back? Be oh, you're talking guy? about the Wizards. I was talking about the Knicks. Oh. Uh, I think Wall can come back and be the same guy. Like, I, I, I feel confident about that. He's young enough to recover from this injury. It's possible. It's t- towards Achilles. What? It, yeah, it, he'll be okay, though. Only 29 years old. Right. A young 29, a which young is like 29. a dinosaur in the NBA. Not, not even, because you look at some of the but top he, guys, they're in their 30s. Yeah, they're late 30s now, too. But I, I think I think Wall will be fine. This isn't Kobe at the end, at, at 36 years old, you know, or whatever. Right, right. And Kobe was able to come back. Right. All right, well, let's move on to another trade. Detroit Pistons traded away Andre Drummond to the Cavs. Drummond was very upset by this, saying the NBA is a business. He gave his heart to Detroit, and this came out of nowhere. 
the Pistons, they got a couple of old big names in John Henson and Brandon Knight, as well as a 2023 second round pick. Joel, immediate thoughts. Well, I just want to make it clear that I don't feel bad for Drummond at all. Okay, like you make millions, millions of dollars, so you have to move around a little. You already do half the time anyways. What's the difference? And it's not like you're going to be stuck there forever. you got to play, what, like 42 games with them and then you can leave? Well, here's the thing. Cleveland can offer max money to Drummond. Who cares? <laughs> Drummond, Drummond's going to get a great offer or he's going to get that max offer and force a trade like they do where they give like a second-round pickup so they can give him that extension that he's looking for but not on the team that he wants it. It's a, that's, that's a minor infraction. Well, now the Cavs actually have a solid squad. They did not move Kevin Love. So a uh, front court with uh, Drummond and Love, that's... Right. That's so so this is this is another example of, like, uh, not living in reality because we just watched the Houston Rockets beat the Lakers, who are, what, first in the West right now, with no center. So having your dominant players be a power forward in the center... And no one to get them the ball very well. I mean, this isn't going to work. Well, I think we can blame Frank Vogel for tonight because he didn't even play a big lineup. Now can I talk about the Rockets in this one? Uh, The Capella thing? Let's After this team. It's a a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Because it connects with Drummond. Go for it. Okay, I mean, they lost. This was a huge loss for the Rockets because the Cavaliers didn't really give up much to to get Drummond. They need they need a center and they didn't sign one. They like they're stuck with Tyson Chandler and uh, PJ Tucker is now the center on this team. Yeah, but it could work in the fact that they spread the court and it makes teams. It's so offensive the way they played today. It's so offensive to me. Like to give up easy two points so you could run down the court faster and shoot a three. It's it's. It doesn't seem like the right way to play basketball. But here's the thing. Teams are deciding instead of to go big against it, they're just playing small to it and playing like a power forward at their center because the Rockets are doing right. that. Well, and it makes a- for more exciting basketball. It makes it a show. P.J. Tucker is like 6'6". He's borderline power. Right, but when forward. the Charlotte Hornets were playing, they played Miles Bridges at center. And we saw tonight. What, what, Davis basically would catch the ball – Turn around, and because Tucker was so short, he was at the basket. Yeah. You know, and, and Davis, honestly, like, 32 points wasn't enough in this game. No. It's, what, a, what a fake stat. What a I'm fake really stat. putting it on LeBron, though. Would Wilt Chamberlain have lost this game? No, but LeBron's got to have that killer instinct. Everyone wants it to be LeBron, and LeBron's being too passive. He had key turnovers. Tonight was about wasn't about LeBron. It was about Anthony Davis beating... Their strategy. It should have been. If Shaquille O'Neal was in this game, do you Shaq think would we would have 70. lost? Shaq would drop yes. 70. Yes, 100%. Like, the, the, their strategy worked because Davis didn't play well enough. I'm sorry. That's the truth. And 32 points looks fancy, but this was a game where no one above six foot eight was in the game for the Rockets for most of the game. And it was – it worked – it worked. It, it was insane to me that that worked. And, and you know what's crazy is that they the Lakers just played the Rockets at Houston and made a fool of them. Looked amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now they flipped the script and made the Lakers look stupid. And I, James Harden didn't even get 15 points right, in this game. Right, which is, yeah. And Harden, and by the way, oh my god, Westbrook. What I know he had a great game with 40 41, points. Yeah. 41, yeah. But, but he, man, when he misses, it he builds houses. He's like a property developer or something. He just... One brick after the next, he, you know... Who, Westbrook? Yeah, man. He, but he was knocking down tonight. He had a lot of layups tonight. A lot of layups tonight. Well, let's talk about the Capella trade since we mentioned it and the Houston Rockets. So the Rockets, actually, they got Robert Covington, who looked amazing as well, hitting a lot of key threes down the stretch. The Rockets gave up Clint Capella, who goes to the Hawks. Let's talk about Atlanta right now and just take a pause. Well, actually, they made another trade, so we'll get to Atlanta a bit. Minnesota, they got Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, and Vanderbilt, as well as a first-round pick. Denver, they get Gerald Green, Bates Giot, Shabazz Napier, Noah Vonley, and a first-round pick from Houston. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so... The the Rockets won this part of the trade because Clint Capella was the most overrated center in the league, probably. I like Capella. Capella is not an elite player. He's not an elite player. He's overrated his position because they don't have anyone else to get the rebounds and block the shots. But he's not that good. In the playoffs, he got exposed a lot. He was exposed all the time. I agree. I agree with you. But Robert Covington isn't a superstar by any means. Yeah, but he fits in with what they're trying to do. He actually brings defense. And three point shooting. Well, he Capella fits. protected the rim. I mean, you saw him tonight. He yeah, looked he like he down fit. Big threes. He knocked he, down big threes. Right. And you're like, well, they were wide open. And you know they what? They were wide open. That's how the Rockets play. They're going to run down the court fast. They're going to give up two points so they can run down the court and shoot a three. I like Capella, though, with Atlanta. I think it's a good fit. You got John Collins, who's right. kind of like a smaller Anthony Davis, so he needs that Capella right. next to him. Right. Can I ask you something? What's up? Does PJ Tucker now have more value because he's going to be playing the center position in fantasy basketball yeah yeah, i think this this makes him it does this this boosts him up almost into a top 25 player now because you can get you have a three-point shooter as your center yeah he'll give you like that could really and then when you're in those leagues you can really win some games by dominating the three-pointer because you get that stat from your center that you wouldn't get on any with any other center right He'll get the double-double. Right. Unless you steals. have Porzingis. Porzingis can hit the three. Oh, yeah. yeah the zinger, baby. Gets you every time. Broke his nose okay, so last what, game. What else in this trade was, was useful? Malik Beasley going to the Timberwolves was a great move for them. They really need something at point guard. This could be his moment. He could become a starting point guard right, right now. But I... I'm not a Malik Beasley fan. I like Beasley because he can get really hot. He's a streaky guy, shoots a lot of threes. Jeremy Lin gets really hot. And, and Jeremy Lin had some great moments. Yeah, but... Eh. That, I mean, that's all Malik Beasley right. is, is a moment right. guy. For me, this is huge for Jarrett Culver, too. Culver, it, Culver has a chance to be Wiggins, kind of. Kind of, but not but, really. Right, because D'Lo is going to be handling most of the ball. But... I, I, I'm telling you, Culver has, is going to be playing a major role on this team now, and he has a he, he he has a chance to become like a Jimmy Butler when the the Bulls had Derrick Rose. You know, that's the type of role he could be playing here, and he could be turning he could he could potentially turn into an All Star. 
Yeah, but there's going to be a lot of nights where Josh Okogi, Malik Beasley, one of those guys gets hot. And Culver. For right it'll now. Be, it'll be a mixture. For right now, but I'm telling okay. you, this All this right. was to clear space for Culver. All right, I like the call. I like the call. Right? There's a lot don't, of Don't you think so? Yeah, because Beasley's not really, never going to be a starter. Well, but the Okogi. other thing, right, so, and this is what I don't get about that trade, the D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins trade. Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, let's go to that trade uh, today. The Minnesota Timberwolves got D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Omari Spellman. The Warriors received Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 top three protected first round pick, and a 2021 second round pick. Right. So what I don't understand is why does Wiggins fit better into their system than D'Angelo Russell does? Why does D'Angelo fit better with Minnesota? No, no. Why does D'Angelo? Why does Wiggins fit better better with the Warriors? Right. Than D'Lo does. Because D'Lo needs the ball in his hands at all times, and he just likes to fire away. Wiggins kind of works in the system. He gets open. He catches, right. drives. So basically, they concluded that D'Angelo Russell is only most effective when playing point guard. Right. And then. They still have Curry, and they believe that Curry will come back and be fine, and that's how they're going to roll. That's what they invested in, right? So they they think Wiggins works because he is a more true small forward. He can almost be like Kevin Durant, but not really Kevin Durant. Right, right. But, yeah. But maybe there'll be less pressure on him to perform every night, and he will do better. Yeah, with Clay and Steph. Yeah, as an underrated player, he always overperforms. It's when he's like... Because he was he was given the crown way too soon. People were like, "Oh, this is the greatest Canadian basketball player ever," when he was like in the sixth grade. Like I had I'd watch like videos of him dunking in the yeah, sixth grade. Like remember? He, he was, he LeBron like everybody kind of knew. Yeah, and it, there was so much hype around him. You know, when he went to Kansas, and then he, he that like he was number one player. You know, and then like in the first game, Joel Embiid like was like, "You know, I'm the best player." <laughs> you know, like, okay. but. Yeah, that. How they, about how about the Cavs who drafted him number one, trading him for Kevin Love? Right. Well, that had to do with with Embiid's injury too. You know, he had gotten hurt in college and went pro, so that dropped his value. The Cavs trading Wiggins was a must because he didn't fit into a LeBron James team. Could have had Canadian LeBron versus real life LeBron. Uh, yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a great trade for the Timberwolves because Andrew Wiggins was overrated in the role he was playing as as the dominant ball guard, right? I Can feel we like say that now? I feel like his potential always could have been higher. He right. showed flashes. Right, and, and is he better than Harrison Barnes? Yes, 100%. Yeah, he's, 100%. he's better than Harrison Barnes? Yeah, Wiggins is because so much he, more athletic. Okay, I mean, okay. I think Harrison Barnes is a good player. He's really good at what he does. Like he can, he he's a spot up shooter. He's big. He's tall. He brings right. a lot on the defense. But Wiggins end. can take over a game. He can. He's shown flashes. Yeah. I mean, so did Jordan Clarkson for a while, but. D'Angelo with Minnesota, though, remember, Cat was number one in that draft. D'Lo was number right, two. Right, they were right. really good friends. Now they're together. Right. I think it's good for the city. It's good for the team. Yeah, I think I think Russell will be is better than Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And this yeah. is a situation where he, he it's the perfect situation for him. I feel bad for him. He's getting a tough. He's getting traded a lot. 
He's like he's like the village bicycle. Everybody gets a ride. That's what happens when you rat out your teammate. Oh, ouch. All right, let's go to some smaller trades around the league. Skull Labissier goes to Atlanta Hawks. They're getting bigger for a second-round pick. Are you buying the Hawks making the playoffs? They're 10 games back from the last spot in the East. Well, first of all, no, they're not going to make the playoffs. But what is interesting here is Scal actually has an opportunity to find a little role. I mean, Collins plays the power forward, though, for them, right? But he'll be the backup 4-5. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what Scal really is. You know, there was a moment there when he looked like he was going to be a better pro. He was really disappointing in the college. Where was this at? At Kentucky. Okay. Like, he was basically, like, a top three player oh, coming into he? Kentucky. Everybody knew who he was. And then... And then he really was not good, especially in at that time, you know, it was like DeMarcus Cousins, Julius Randle, like all these like amazing basketball players who played power forward center position. Cantor even first. Yeah, Cantor right? was yeah. a part of that too. There was like five of them. Yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm leaving guys out Cat, right now. Cat, right? Or is that later on? Uh, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns was right in the mix of that. He, I think, I think he, Scal came right after Carl. That was the he was the next one. He was supposed to be the next one. Oh, he's supposed to be the next one. You know, one. like okay. these great centers. And he couldn't he doesn't like to rebound and like play tough. Yeah, he's not he's tough. He's a finesse player. He's not tough. And so then we came in the NBA, the, the stretch forward role fit him better than it ever fit him in college. And then he plateaued because he was on the Kings. <laughs> yeah. And then didn't really make it not right. headway in Portland. Right. There was another big trade that went down. A former Golden State Warrior, Andre Iguodala. So the Miami Heat, they receive Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill. Memphis receives Justice Winslow, James Johnson, Dion Waiters, Gorgie Dang, and Minnesota Timberwolves to receive James Johnson. Right. Okay, so first of all, this was the end of Justice Winslow's potential, right? We now, the NBA does not believe in him anymore. He's going to be a role player on this team at best. Because John Moran needs the ball in his hands. It's time to, we have to look at him as a bust. He was a bust. He was top 10 pick. Yeah, now he's just a role player. He 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 looks so good though. There's times when you watch him and you're like, this guy's great. He's lefty. He's strong. Yeah, he's got muscles. He can get to the basket. He was he's shifty and his his jump shot looks like he could become a good shooter. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, he just didn't develop. Right, I mean, and he was a guy. It's crazy because Justice Winslow was so hyped. Coming into college, too, he was a top three player. Him, Okafor, were on the same team. It was a big uh, deal. It was a big yeah, deal. Duke. They won the national championship. Okay. And and he was the freshman. And he was he played power forward for them. And it was really, it was I think really that's a better nice to watch. For him than yeah, I agree. Except he needs to be able to shoot still. And it's just, it's really holding him back. Yeah. His inability to stretch the floor or make a jump shot. Maybe a new scenery will give him some new life. Sure. I, I don't. This isn't the right team for him either because Jared Jackson, Jaron Jackson is going to take most of the minutes and rightfully so. 
he he's like the Tim Duncan of uh, this generation. Right, but they can play Winslow at the three. Got Kyle Anderson. The Tim Duncan thing's a little. I should. Yeah, that's a lot of pipe right the there. The ty- the type of game that he plays is Tim Duncan esque. But that was a little overrated. You know, Brandon Clark, he needs to get his minutes. Valanciunas is playing the best he's ever played. He, you know. Yeah, he's putting up numbers. Like Winslow is gonna have to play small forward. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm not crazy about it. Because it's a team that runs through right. their bigs and they don't really... You know, and now they have guys... It's interesting because they got guys like Josh Jackson and Justice Winslow. You didn't even really add waiters to this list. of just guys who are should have been better. They have a lot of should have been betters on this team. Yeah, waiters might be waived. <laughs> he can't find a home in the NBA. I, I don't think the NBA views him as a professional. Oh, he's, actually, yeah. I do not plan to keep him. Yeah, so the Miami Heat, they got Andre Iguodala. They signed him to a two-year, $30 million extension as well. Right. That seemed aggressive to me, although it's a play, it's a, it's a team option. Yeah. Um, team, op- option they'll probably option. decline. No, 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 no. I, I, I mean, they just traded for him, although they, they re- what they really did is they dumped away their waste. Can, it, can I just say something real quick when it comes to the Miami Heat? Let's hear it. Who is the guy who is on, uh, all about Bam Adebayo? That would be you. That was me, right? And who made the first time All Star? Can you just there you go. say there it you out go. loud? Who, who the was cho- the, first the time chosen All-Star? one? Who was the first time All Star? Bam Adebayo, preseason pick. So the Miami Heat, they got Iguodala, good guy to back up Jimmy Butler, maybe throw him at the three. They got Jay Crowder as well, Solomon Hill. They're just stacked at forward now. I agree. Derek mm-hmm. Jones, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Even their guards and none and Drogic, like all yeah, their guys. They're can getting play. better. They're getting better. They they have a nice little bench too. They're like, they're still missing a top five player. That's what they're really missing right now. It's like Butler is good, but he's top ten at best. He's not always going to come through in the clutch. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. And then what? You know what else? They need a point guard more than anything else. Kendrick Nunn and Goran Dragic was good four years ago. But both those guys are like B minus, B. Yeah, but they have a lot of that. Right. It's just a team of B, B minuses. Yeah, I mean, and and I was just, yeah, C pluses, B minuses. And then one like A minus player, B plus player in Jimmy Butler. Now they got an A player in Bam. The next Tim Duncan, right? No way, no way. All right, and last, well, there's a couple more trades, but we'll talk about this one. The Philadelphia 76ers added some depth. They got Alec Burks and GR3, Glenn Robinson III. The Warriors got a second-round pick from Dallas, a second-round pick from Denver, and a second-round pick from Toronto. Uh, who cares? Next. Well, the 76ers, those are some big-time players in Burks and Glenn Robinson. They're playing in big minutes. They now go to Philadelphia, where now they got some depth at these positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. Alec Burks can play the backup guard for Ben Simmons and Richardson, and then GR3 can come in for <clears throat> Tobias without them skipping a beat. Great. Yeah, no. Do the 76ers have enough to win the East? Um, I want to talk about this. I think the Sixers have a serious problem. Ben Simmons and Embiid are they they're not good for each other. They get in the way of each other because Simmons is best 
when he's dominating the paint. And Embiid is best when he's dominating the paint. And I don't know. I think it limits both of them. I think they would be better players with other stars playing that if they played with other stars. So if you were the 76ers right now and you obviously can't make a trade, how would you adjust things? Well, you know, you heard the report that they're having problems. The team is having problems, which to me has a lot to do with those two players. Right. Not getting along, which wouldn't surprise me because because they, like I was saying before, they're getting in each other's way. Physically, literally (laughs) getting in each other's way, you know, like... Do you think do you think they're friends off the court? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> but Al Horford, I, like I was saying before, was a terrible sign. I one of the worst of the offseason, especially for how much they gave him over a hundred million dollars. Crazy. They gave him like a hundred ten million dollars. To do 10. not like how is he fitting into this team made no sense. Tonight they played the Milwaukee Bucks. You would figure that okay, this team has enough bigs to stop Giannis, like right. But no, not nope, at all. Nope, nope. I mean, Giannis was amazing in that game, wasn't he? Yeah, thirty points. He in in the Bucks are really good. They are strong. They're team. really good. They're really strong. They're, They're making really that Nets team. pick look a little tough. Yeah, they they look really good. But the Nets could somehow escape them in the playoff picture and not face them to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's still alive. Yeah, that's that could be. I uh, I like the Milwaukee Bucks better than I like the Nets right now. All right, let's uh, talk about the Warriors. They're a brand new look team. Just from a fantasy perspective, they lost. Willie Cauley-Stein, they lost Spellman, they lost GR3, they lost D'Angelo Russell. Looking at their roster <laughs> right here, what do you see that stands out? Alright, well, for those real fantasy lovers out there, the important thing to note is that somebody has to play this game and be productive. And a lot of people are overlooking the Golden State Warriors as an area of production because... They are so terrible. <laughs> they really are. But there are fantasy gems here, right? No doubt. Right? Like, for example, I'm just kidding. There are no fantasy gems here. There are here. fantasy gems. Like, <laughs> Eric Pascal, he's been able to put up some monster right. lines along the way. They right, really... There you go. He could play 30-plus minutes a night, he, no He's going to have to. They have. Even they have. in his last game, 15 points, 5 boards, 16 right, shots. Right, right, right. What do you look uh, – Damian Lee, Kai Bowman, talk about either of these guys' games. What do you see – what do you think in this new offense? Damian Lee plays for the um, – he plays for the Warriors because he's married to Steph Curry's sister. That's literally the only thing you have to know about him. Um, Pascal, though, Pascal – I like Pascal. Pascal was really good at Villanova, actually. Is that true about Damian Lee? Yes. That's crazy. I don't think anyone knows that. That's crazy. I'm not the only... It's not like I, I like right, heard about right, it personally. Right. I, saw, I heard it on TV. Right, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so like... I don't know. And then... <laughs> yeah, like, how did Kai that Bowman? <laughs> I don't even know who he is. Kai Bowman, he played uh, some big minutes earlier this year out of Boston oh, College. Oh, Boston College? Oh, it's that guy? Oh, I, I don't like him. <laughs> what? Just Yeah, he's kind of just like a role player point not, guard, right? Yeah, I mean... What, the thing that you want to see out of this lineup is you want to see Marquise Chris actually grow up for, for once in his life. It, the, the tools are there, buddy. Like, it's time. 
Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Grow the fuck up. Sorry. Sorry. It's but cool. grow up, man. You have the opportunity of a lifetime right now. I would love to see him come out of this better. Yeah, he should be getting 30-plus right. minutes a night. I like Jordan Poole. He almost looks like D'Angelo Russell in a way when they both had crazy hair. Right. I, I don't like Jordan Poole. He, shoot, <laughs> he shoots a lot. That's one of the reasons why I don't like him. I, I've never <laughs> been a Jordan Poole guy. <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing you can say to me right now that's going to be like, he wears, let's uh, draft him at the end of the board. He wears the shortest shorts in the NBA. Oh, well, that's something not to invest in. <laughs> that's pretty much all the major trades. Just a quick rundown of other trades. Just the same. Hawks get received Dwayne Dedman, uh, two second round picks. The Kings get Jabari Parker and Alex Len. Two guys that figure not to play too heavily in the rotation this year. Okay, I I'm a I'm gonna start this monologue by saying I'm a Jabari Parker fan. I like Parker too, but he just he, doesn't he, get a chance. He exactly. He never gets chance, and like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. And the, the injuries are always bad, but like he it seemed like he would fit in. Uh, in Chicago, in Atlanta, Washington. Chicago was the one that I really thought though, that would work though, because he's from there. But then they like had Bobby Portis and like five other power forwards that year, and he just he didn't fit into it. He needs to find a place where like he, he he's always it, productive though. Look at right. him; he's averaging fifteen a game with six or seven boards. Like he's just solid across. The, right, he's productive. Well, and we'll, he's aggressive. He's aggressive on offense. Yeah, we'll see. But right now, he's kind of buried on this depth chart right. with Bagley. This team's about Bagley and Fox. And they love right. Rakan Holmes. And they just got Alex Len as well. Right. Rashawn Holmes. Uh, you know, I actually met Alex Len at a nightclub in Vegas. Oh, no way. Yeah, when he had his broken hand when he was young. And I didn't know who he was. So, but he looked really familiar. So I went up to him and I asked him and he says, Alex Lynn. And then I said, oh yeah, uh, you're the one who hurt Nick Young. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember the, my Alex Lynn moment is he went to Maryland and they're playing Kentucky. And Kentucky's this big, powerful team. And they had Nerlene's Noel as the center in that game. And Alex Lynn dunked on him hard. He had one of the best dunks. It literally got him drafted. Like, this dunk got him drafted. No one watched him play for the rest of the year after that. Yeah. After that first game of the year when he happened to dunk on Nerlene's Noel. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's huge. He he was he, he was drafted so high. He he is a bust. I uh, he just need if he gets some minutes though, he puts up fantasy numbers. Right, right. But like Bojan. I have, if I got in the game, I would get some, and I got some minutes, I'd put up fantasy numbers. You have to keep these things in perspective. Last trade of the day, the Orlando Magic get James Ennis the third, and the 76ers get a second round pick. You know what I want to say right now. So, uh, James Ennis. Ennis. Pause. Anus. Well, that is all for Beast the Odds tonight. I am Montredomus. We are joined by Joel, the Chosen One, Israel. Beast the Odds!
Beast the Odds. We will be back soon. Beast the Odds. Beast the Odds. Beast.